Insurance is all about trust, but what does that word really mean? Hi, I'm Danny Deeks, president of Deeks Insurance. For our team, trust means being honest, being reliable, understanding your needs, safety, and full transparency during the insurance process. To know more about our home and auto insurance coverage, get in touch with your friendly Deeks Insurance Advisor at 1-800-240-5283 or visit deeksinsurance.ca now and experience a company you can count on. I'm a Christian because it's true. I'm a Christian because I need forgiveness. I'm a Christian because Jesus died for me. I'm a Christian because it actually works. Quite a declaration from our guest on Focus on the Family. Your host is Focus President Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, today we're coming back to a message from British evangelist J. John, who we just heard in that clip, explaining four reasons why he's a Christian. And if you missed part one of J. John's presentation yesterday, uh, please get in touch with us. We can send you the entire message on CD or audio download, or you can get the Focus on the Family broadcast app for your smartphone. And you can call us. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459. Or you'll find those online at focusonthefamily.com slash broadcast. J. John is a world-traveling evangelist, and he and his wife, Kelly, live near London. He's authored several great books, and he's really a favorite with our listeners. He is indeed. And here now is J. John, recorded at an Easter service in Australia. And we'll start with a brief recap of what we heard last time on Focus on the Family. Four reasons why I'm a Christian. In fact, I could give you more reasons, but I've kind of, with the time that I've got, I'm going to give you four reasons why I'm a Christian. Four reasons why you should be a Christian. Now, there's a very famous verse in the Bible located in John's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 16. It says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That little one sentence kind of captures the essence of what Christianity is all about. The first reason why I'm a Christian is because Jesus Christ is alive. His resurrection authenticates everything that he said, everything that he did. After Jesus rose from the dead, he spent 40 days before his ascension into heaven. During the 40-day period that he taught, he neither withdrew nor added anything that he had taught the previous three years. That is why we can believe Jesus about the past, about the present, and about the future. I am a Christian because Christianity is true. The second reason why I'm a Christian is because I need forgiveness. I need forgiveness. I gave a whole series of lectures at Oxford University and the student comes up to me and he says, I've listened to all your lectures and I've enjoyed them. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then he goes, this is what he said. But personally, I believe Christianity is a crutch. I said, really? If you broke both of your legs, would you appreciate the use of a wheelchair to get around? He says, yes, I would. I said, if you broke one leg, would you appreciate the use of crutches to get around? He said, yes, I would. I said, I'm a broken person. So are you. 
I've never met a person who isn't broken. And I'm so pleased I can lean on Jesus while he's putting me back together again. I'm a Christian because it's true. I'm a Christian because I need forgiveness. That's why you should become a Christian, because you need forgiveness. The third reason why I'm a Christian is because Jesus did something for me and for you to clear the overdraft. So, for God so loved the world, put your name in there. For God so loved John, for God so loved your name in there. For God so loved you, me, he gave his only son. He gave his only son. Jesus came into this world to do something for us. I was doing my shopping at a supermarket. And the lady at the supermarket on the checkout desk, she had a cross around her neck. So I said, oh, hello. I said, you're a Christian. She says, what? (laughs) I said, you're a Christian. She says, what are you talking about? I said, you've got a cross around your neck. She goes, oh, it's nice. (laughs) I looked at her name, Tracy. I said, Tracy. (laughs) It was not nice. It was nasty. She looked at me as though I was an alien that had just landed from another planet. So I'm putting the stuff on the conveyor belt. We're packing. We're talking. I said, Tracy, listen, if I had an earring here and you said, what's your earring there? That's a gas chamber. No. Gas chamber. Why are you wearing a gas chamber earring? I said, well, I want to remember how millions of Jewish people died in the Second World War. And then you said to me, what's your other earring? Oh, that one there? Electric chair. No. Electric chair. Why are you wearing an electric chair earring? I said, well, I want to remember how certain criminals got executed in the United States. I said, Tracy, what would you think of me if I was walking around with an electric chair earring and a gas chamber earring? What would you think of me? She goes, I think you've lost it. You've lost it. (laughs) No, so I said, Tracy, is that because they're symbols of execution? She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, so Tracy, what do you think you're wearing around your neck? I said, Tracy, you've got to remember this. Jesus didn't wear it around his neck. He wore it on his back. Big difference. And we were in this huge supermarket, and it's like the whole place went quiet. (laughs) Jesus came into this world to clear our overdraft to clear our overdraft. There was a very famous artist who went back to the very small town where he grew up and he's walking around the stores of the little town and in an antique shop, he cannot believe it. In the front window is one of his masterpieces. It was one that he'd painted years before he was famous. The frame was broken, it was scratched, it was dented, the painting was dirty, but it was his. But he couldn't go into the antique store and say, that's my painting, give it back to me. If he wanted it back, he had to buy it back before he could clean it. 
restore it, reframe it. Jesus brought us back. Jesus brought us back. Jesus came into this world and died upon the cross because by dying on the cross, he was purchasing for us forgiveness from the past. You know, when I experienced this, I experienced this on the 9th of February, 1975, the light came on. Straight away, the light came on. My heart, whoa, what was that? I didn't know what it was. Now I know. It was like, wow. My mother said, you're brainwashed. I said, mother, my brain has been washed. (laughs) If you only knew, mum, what was in my brain, you'd be pleased it got washed. (laughs) It is an incredibly amazing experience to be set free from the past. You and I cannot alter the past, but we can bring the past to the altar of God. And we can be cleansed and set free. I'm a Christian. Why am I a Christian? Because it's true. I'm a Christian because I need forgiveness. I am a Christian because Jesus died on the cross for me to purchase for me forgiveness from the past. Back to our verse. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. So whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead to give you and me forgiveness from the past. New life. New life. Today. And a hope for the future. New life today. Today, I, you know, I love it. When you read the Bible and you read about Jesus and you read about who he, he was and what he did and who he is, it's amazing. There are so many different images in the Bible to help us capture it. Jesus is the bread of life. So that bakers can understand. (laughs) Jesus is the water of life. So that plumbers can understand. Jesus is the light of the world. So that electricians can understand. Jesus is the cornerstone. So that architects can understand. Jesus is the son of righteousness. So that astronomers can understand. Jesus is the hidden treasure. So that bankers can understand. Jesus is the life. So that biologists can understand. Jesus is is the great physician. So that doctors and nurses can understand. Jesus is the good teacher. So that educators can understand. Jesus is the lily of the valley so that florists can understand. Jesus is the rock of ages so that geologists can understand. Jesus is the true vine so that horticulturalists can understand. Jesus is the righteous one so that judges can understand. Jesus is the pearl of great price so that jewelers can understand. Jesus is wisdom so that philosophers can understand. Jesus is the word so that actors can understand. 
Jesus is the good shepherd so that farmers can understand. Jesus is the alpha and the omega so that scientists can understand. Jesus is the king of kings so that royalty can understand. Jesus is the way so that traffic wardens can understand. Jesus is the truth so that politicians can understand. Jesus is the resurrection so that funeral directors can understand. Jesus is the one. Jesus is the one. Why should you be a Christian? You should be a Christian because it's true. You should be a Christian because you need forgiveness. You should be a Christian because Jesus died for you so that you can have forgiveness in the past, new life today, and a hope for the future. The word Christian has got the word Christ in it. If you remove the word Christ from the word Christian, you're left with I-A-N. Ian isn't going to help you. Now, I'm sure Ian's a nice guy, but he ain't going to help you. You know, I meet too many people today who say, oh, yeah, I'm Christian, yeah, Christian, and they've got more in common with Ian than they do with Christ. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. checked out joy tv yet tune in for your daily source of hope-filled positive christian programming from breaking news reported from a christ-centered perspective every weeknight to award-winning and crowd-pleasing christian programs we're serving up christ's joy around the clock find joy tv on rogers channel 173 bell channel 656 shaw channel 10 tell us channel 123 or visit joytv.ca today joy tv it's more than you imagined As families continue to self-isolate because of COVID-19, the need for the gospel of Jesus Christ is needed in our homes now more than ever. That's why Focus on the Family is providing a free four-week trial of the Adventures in Odyssey Club, where families can listen to the full Odyssey library of over 800 episodes, daily devotions, and more. The sign-up process is easy and no credit card is required. In addition, we have just released a new online streaming service called Focus at Home. Focus at Home brings hours of biblically-based, family-friendly entertainment created by Focus on the Family. Movies and audio adventures, readings of best-selling children's books, biblical lessons straight from the Holy Land, and more. Best of all, this will be free of charge during the COVID-19 crisis. For more resources to help your family thrive in these uncertain times, please visit FocusOnTheFamily.ca. That's FocusOnTheFamily.ca. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Think of your life like a car, just for a moment, like a car, okay? The car of your life. To be a Christian means Christ is in your car. Okay, so in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you, if he's not in your car, put him in the car. I'm going to ask you to stand up. I'm going to ask you to do that and say, I want him in my car. Now, I know many of you have got him in the car. You've got him in the car. Others of you haven't, invite him in tonight. 
Those of you that have got him in the car, where is he? Do you drive your car to church, unlock the boot or the trunk, get Jesus out for a religious happy hour? And then you say, get back in there. And you're going, no, J. John, he's not in the boot, in the trunk, he's in the car. Where? On the back seat, a bit of a passenger. No, he's in the front passenger seat. Ah, bit of a companion, but still a passenger. Now you're thinking, "Ah, we know where you're going with this, J. John. You don't actually. But you're thinking he's now going to say, ah, is he in the driving seat of the car of your life? I am, actually. Is he in the driving seat of the car of your life? Now, everybody who thought, yes, he's in the driving seat of the car of my life, I have one more question for you. Are you a backseat driver? (laughs) The car gets to an intersection. Jesus turns left. Where are you going? (laughs) I'm going down the road of generosity. I don't want to be generous. (laughs) You know, a lot of people haven't yet heard the sermon on the amount. You get to another intersection, Jesus turns right. Where are you going? I'm going down the road of forgiveness. Oh, I don't want to forgive him. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Yeah? Right. I'm Greek. I'm Greek. When that movie came out, friends of mine said, John, is it true? Is it true? I said, no, it's not true at all. It's worse. <laughs> My mother is a travel agent for guilt trips. But my belief in Jesus has to affect my behaviour. It has to affect what I do and how I do it. See, it's very easy to say, ah, yeah, Jesus is in my life. Some of you tonight, you know Jesus is in the car of your life, but you need to reposition Jesus. Some of you have got to get him out of the trunk, the boot, out of the back seat, and you've got to say, Jesus, I want you in the driving seat of my life. Because if, if he's in the driving seat, this is what's going to happen. His spirit will produce in you and through you love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So it, how long have you been a Christian? Five months, five years, 15 years? Okay, how fruity are you? If you're lacking some of that fruit, that means you've got a little red light in your car flashing saying it's time for a repositioning. So some of you tonight are going to stand up and say, hey, I want him in my life. I want him in the driving seat. I want my overdraft cleared. Others of you are going to say, tonight I need to reposition Jesus. I'm a Christian because it's true, because I need forgiveness, because Jesus died for me. Okay, let me give you another reason. One more. I'm a Christian because it works. It works. It actually works. It makes a difference. Our next door neighbours, they're not Christians yet. They call my wife and I the neighbours from heaven. 
That's quite encouraging, actually, isn't it? You don't want to be called the neighbours from the other side, do you? <laughs> anyway, the lady, she had a stroke. And as a consequence of the stroke, she fell into a coma and um, had to be admitted into a hospital. And, and um, the family came round. She was in intensive care. The family came round and said, we've just met with the doctors. And the doctors have told us that there's no brain activity and uh, we're going to switch off the life support machine in five days. And uh, my wife said, I was away that day, my wife said, oh, listen, is there any way that we can go and visit her before you turn the life support machine off? They said, oh, would you? Because she was so fond of you. And it worked out, because I was away, I got back. We went on the fifth day. So the day after, they're going to turn off the life support machine. We go to the hospital, we walk into this intensive care room, and uh, she's there on her own. We walk in, and I, I, I call out to her, and I say, hey, the neighbours from heaven are here. My wife's like, be quiet. <laughs> We're in intensive care. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. So then I start speaking to her, and I say to her, listen, we've come to pray for you. So Killy gets hold of her hand, I hold Killy's hand, I hold her other hand, and I say, Killy, let's pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. And we prayed, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. As we said, your kingdom come, she woke up. She's home. She's home. She's still not a Christian. <laughs> What's all that about? <laughs> Christianity works. Now listen. Listen. I've been in the ministry for 33 years. Christians are Easter people who live in a Good Friday world. The world is broken. In our world, there is the tension between miracle and mystery. And I realize that. And you might be in a situation where you feel uh, overwhelmed by these mysteries that are happening to you, burdens, whatever it is. God knows. God knows. If you have a concern about your health, okay, wherever you are, put your hand now on your heart. Just put your hand on your heart. We're, not, we're now going to pray for everyone that has a health need. So Jesus, you are the King of Kings and you are the great physician. So we're asking you to release more of your healing presence and where there is any sickness, infection, disease, we pray that you will flush this out of our systems now. Where there has been any kind of degeneration, we're asking you for regeneration. We're asking you for restoration. And we pray health and wholeness and well-being in body, in mind and spirit. And we pray that you will continue to minister your healing grace throughout this night, all through the hours of our sleep, minister healing to us. And may we experience this week a tangible sign of your healing 
at work. We pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. I've given you four reasons why I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian because it's true. I'm a Christian because I need forgiveness. I'm a Christian because Jesus died for me. I'm a Christian because it actually works. British evangelist J. John, as we close out this episode of Focus on the Family, and uh, goodness, Jim, I think we can also say that uh, Christianity actually works. Ah, It's so true, John, and you might not have seen someone come out of a coma while you're praying for them, as J. John and Killy did, but I think all of us could say that we've seen circumstances where God has obviously worked behind the scenes for our good. And get this, when we aired this program in 2017, people actually experienced healing. I can't explain it. Uh, Here's a note we received from Andrew. He said, we try to listen to your broadcast whenever possible and are so thankful we heard J. John's message. My wife had two mammograms and an ultrasound that confirmed she had a suspicious mass. We prayed for physical healing along with J. John and felt a real connection to God. We were blessed with a miracle because today, when the doctors prepared to do the biopsy, no mass could be found. And we thank the Lord for focus on the family. But more importantly, let me say, thank the Lord for his actions. Yeah, that's really incredible and so amazing. God's so good. And boy, I'll tell you, John, that note was quite a blessing to all of our staff. And who knows how many other people were healed of a physical problem or praying along with J. John that day but didn't have time to let us know. I think that's just a great example of how the Holy Spirit moves through the work we're doing every day here at Focus on the Family. And of course, we've seen a lot of tragedy associated with the coronavirus pandemic as well. But we've also seen many miracles and uh, providential circumstances that could only have been orchestrated by the Lord. And it's been great to see powerful displays of faith, like Christians singing worship songs in a hospital parking lot while the staff sings along on the rooftop. What a faith builder. It really is. And Jim, that makes me think of uh, something that our recent guest, Dr. Norm Wright, shared about a nurse who held the hand of a dying patient because the family members just couldn't be there. And she didn't want that uh, poor woman to die alone. So uh, that nurse stepped in, and what an expression of Christ's love and a reminder that we have opportunities, big and small, to show kindness and mercy and gentleness uh, to those around us, to represent Christ to those around us. Well, and what a great word picture. Help us hold the hands of -hmm. those who are hurting. That's what you're doing when you're uh, supporting the ministry here at Focus. Uh, Our phone lines are open, and we're available to help you. If you need to speak to a counselor, please let us know. We'll be happy to schedule a call back for you free of charge. And that's a service we're honored to provide to you. And we know many families are hurting financially and perhaps physically right now. But if you can make a donation to Focus Canada to help minister to others, we'd really appreciate it. And when you get in touch, ask about how to get a CD of this message from J. John so that you can pass it along to a friend or family member who needs to hear it. We've made a special version of the CD without all the extra comments. Ask for that special CD when you call 800, the letter A in the word family, or if you can, please donate to Focus on the Family Canada online and request the CD. Our website, focusonthefamily.ca. And if J. John's message struck a chord for you, uh, let me encourage you to request a free booklet that we have. 
It's about the Christian faith. It's called Coming Home, How to Know God, and that's available to you. We'd be happy to send that out. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.